in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. And welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. Interesting news that sort of flew under the radar. Reported earlier today that Spotify, and this has been rumored, but there was an article written in the Wall Street Journal today that Spotify plans to list shares directly with the New York Stock Exchange and to circumvent the traditional IPO process, whereby you'd have investment banks, underwriters, uh, bring the company public. And the way that works, if you're not familiar with the process, um, a group of underwriters would collect a fee, and I guess the rumored private company valuation is approximately $20 billion for for Spotify. So maybe they list for, you know, maybe they raise a, a you know, they do a, a, a billion-dollar IPO, let's say. And the underwriters would collect a fee on that piece that's going public on the billion dollars. And at that size, low single digit. It's probably a 1% or 2% fee. And the underwriters would share in that 1% or 2%. So the lead underwriter, or maybe you have two leads, or maybe in some cases you have three leads, they would sort of share the lion's share of that 1% and 2%, and then the other investment banks would would fight over the scraps. And so what Spotify is proposing, and they're seeking SEC approval, is to list directly with the New York Stock Exchange. And so what the banks would argue would be, well, you need us for price discovery, you need us to help take you around to meet with institutional investors, so on and so forth. Companies can do this themselves. Everybody knows who the large institutional investors are. So if you're Spotify or a tech company, everybody knows who the large tech companies are. You hire an IR professional uh, or you hire an uh, investor relations firm. And the uh, you know, one or two representatives from the firm plus CFO, CEO can go out and do meetings. Then you split some of those meetings. CFO does some meetings. CEO does the others. Um and so that's how you get the, the buy side familiar with the story. In terms of price discovery, some of that process, much of that process is done electronically by the banks. Combination of, of technology and people. You, you could eliminate people from that process and nothing against my uh, former colleagues in the banking industry whom I like. But it just you don't, you don't need that human element. So I'm surprised nobody else has... has tried this in in recent memory so this will be sort of an interesting barometer so the sell side continues to get squeezed as, as it should as it should uh there's, there's real value in m&a m&a is is as much art as it is science i would argue it's more art than science but in terms of trade execution uh in terms of in terms of uh price discovery around an ipo process uh, you just you, you don't need the the human element. I would even argue my old career, my old job uh, on the on the research side. You could do your own research on the buy side. If you're on the buy side and you're leaving he- and you're leaning heavily on the sell side, then you're not running your model correctly. You're not staffed appropriately. You're, you're too dependent 
on the, the sell side and you ought to narrow your mandate, narrow your focus in terms of what you cover, what you invest in, and let your own guys uh, dig deep and really dig in on primary research. So I think when this all shakes out and you have other regulation in Europe that I think is going to eventually come through to, to North America, that will impact the sell side. And I think where you're going is basically M&A shops. And I think those, meaning that full-service investment banks will, will gravitate toward, they'll lose the institutional sales piece of the business, they'll get rid of the research piece and really focus on M&A. And then what you know a handful of shops are doing is you, you, you keep a few people on the staff that publish thought leadership pieces and you use that as sort of a, a little bit of a loss leader to advertise your M&A practice. So, and, and I've seen some of those reports flying around. I get some of them in my in my inbox that um, these M&A shops will 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 publish. What I'd like to see them do would be more value add if they sort of think younger. Is it's it's great to have the printed research and to print your numbers and so on and so forth and print your logos, but Put together a podcast. That, that's one thing I, I would give credit to uh, the venture guys, who I typically hammer. But I think they've done a good job showing thought leadership, marketing their respective firms for those who uh, host podcasts and, and, and drill down on, on particular industry verticals. I think the banks should be doing the same thing. Um, YouTube channels, video. You know, try to gain mind share with with young people. So, a, so I mean, you could continue to fire around the, the PDF reports. That, that's great. But people don't read them like they did 10 and 20 years ago. So better off focusing effort, you know, because everybody has a limited budget. Focus brain power, people, budget dollars on video and podcasts. So that's my tangent on that, but it's it's fascinating. It will be fascinating to see what happens with Spotify because this will be a barometer for direct listings. We'll see what type of success. I think they will be successful. They need to seek, or they're seeking SEC approval. They sh- they'll get an answer soon. Assuming they, they get the go-ahead from the SEC, I think they will successfully list without a ton of price volatility. I think they'll be able to list with uh, minimal volatility and I think going forward that process only gets smoother see you all next time